Hello, welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz books on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 26 of Tech Bikes. Tech Bites by Tech Next. <laughs> <laughs> On Tech Bites, as, as you know, we bring you closer to the world of tech in Nigeria, Africa, and the world. News headlines, and we uh, usually have a conversation at the end. Um, um, the conversation usually focuses on trending topics or yeah. tech news. Um, our conversation today definitely going to be election, at least until after the elections. Election um, is, the, is the man of the we, hour. We have to continue. I'm, I'm Omole, and with me, Damlari. <laughs> that voice. So Dami, echo elections you. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's how we saw it. How do you feel about the you know just completed elections, presidential and national assembly? I'm just glad it's over now. We can arrest hmm. from the old drama. Is it over? Is that the word? Oh over? well, officially it's over. Okay, right. officially. Yeah. At least yeah, um, some people want to take it up in the court and all of that, but. I mean, the major dr- part of the drama is over, so mm. we can get back to our lives now. Okay, in case you don't know, INEC has officially announced Bola Ahmed Tinubu as the, the winner right. of the presidential election. So, Bola Ahmed Tinubu, until or unless something else happens, happens. he is the president elect until Buhari um, hands over to him. Anyway, as we said, our focus will be on the elections uh, coming up next week. The ones that just concluded and, um, you know, next week. It will be an open mic, so we'll have two of our experienced journalists. <laughs> very experienced, spread across yeah. um, several years. Uh, but, you know, you have to stay tuned to actually see those people or, you know, get the juice out of that. Um, if it's your first time, you can binge listen, I usually say. This is episode 26, so you can be listening to um, 1 to 25. Trust me. Trust me. You won't regret it. Have you done me? Nah, of course not. <laughs> really is exciting. Uh, so, yeah. I, yeah. The other episodes still are relevant, uh, notwithstanding. Even though they were done last year or six months ago. They stay relevant. So, for everyone, don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, share. Do everything that you can possibly do to engage mm-hmm. with the podcast yeah so dami take us around the world of tech in 10 minutes all right first on the list it's been confirmed now that nigerians we are suffering and smiling don't worry and that's in the 90s okay this one is different <laughs> so softshark an american or an amsterdam cyber security firm has yeah. confirmed that nigeria overpay for internet service than mm. the value we get true true i know that for sure how did you know i, I pay so much and i don't get the value okay, okay. 
I don't, ex- I don't get exactly the value. Okay, even though. So Nigeria ranks 109th out of 117 countries in the world. That's like 0.0017. That's the index we are on. And it is 44 times lower than global average. Jesus Christ. So we are a long way behind, right? I mean, we are still doing um, 1 MB, 2 MB per second download. Like, what's that? Yeah. Yeah, and we pay and we pay a whole lot. And then, so in Africa, no, not Africa in total, like regional, yeah. we rank 16th. Hmm. 16th, right? And this is like 56% lower than Africa's average. So Jesus we are trailing Christ. in Africa, we are trailing globally. If you are doing in Africa, of course, globally. <laughs> because Africa is trailing the world, the rest of the world. Yeah, then in Sub-Saharan Africa, again, yeah. we are ranked 12th. You can just imagine. So we are not even top 10 in anything like at all giant right. of africa indeed <laughs> then we have south africa south africa is the first on the continent it's ranked 70th in the globe hmm. uh, ghana is 105th um then you have some other countries on the list as well but comparing the internet value in africa it means that just four out of ten people get value for what they buy hmm. in nigeria uh sorry in africa in total actually that I sounds don't. like an over exaggerated number. I think it's like 0.02 people. No Africa now. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. So, despite the fact that South Africa is the leading one yeah. on Afri- in Africa and the continent, North Africa still has the best um, performance in terms of internet to value um, mm. comparison. So whatever the northern uh, northern African guys, I think, are I think doing. of late, North Africa has been in the news for the best reasons. Yeah, you know, it tech. They're the ones you know raising mm-hmm. money. They are raising lots of funds they these are, days. Like they are getting bigger and bigger. They're just in the news for the best reasons. But you see the rest of Africa. Oh well, we're mm. giants. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Meta is experimenting with AI chatbots and on WhatsApp, of course, and Instagram. This is like the new thing. Everybody is doing chatbots. We've left Metaverse. Exactly. People have left Metaverse, blockchain, now it's chatbots and AI. Chat GPT they came around. <laughs> Bing came around. Google also came. Um, now Prince is bad. We call it bad later. Which which went bad? Losing <laughs> <laughs> testing stage. And now Meta is also doing something with chatbots for WhatsApp and Instagram. So majorly, its focus is going to be businesses, so businesses can set this chatbot to be able to respond to customers and all of that. So mm. maybe something like you have on Telegram, ish, mm. yeah. So you can set like your chatbot to be able is to respond. Is that like auto response? Yeah, something but like that. But it will be more conversational and oh, advanced mm, compared to like answer and response so that's what it's going to be it's experimenting it currently all right and the team will do lots of work to ensure that it is futuristic enough for users and you know share the best of experience but this uh, for those who use instagram and um, whatsapp anyway okay <laughs> everybody uses whatsapp don't mind this guy is weird <laughs> now going on coming back to the continent jumia will now be held for res- re- held responsible for 40 products that are on its platform amen 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 <laughs> why are you saying amen amen so according to a ruling by comesa this is common market for eastern and southern africa uh e-commerce company in jumia will now be held responsible for any disputes 
uh, on its platform. So previously, Jumia is an aggregating site, right? Yeah. They are third-party sellers who sell on Jumia. And it's part of the terms and conditions that whatever happens, we know they, you get that kind of vibe. But now, Commerza has made a ruling that Jumia would be liable for Amen. Kind because you can't be that big and, you know, you you can't check products or check um, sellers on your platform. You know, we need to know that... Oh, well, implementation remains remains the bulk, ah. bulk of it. Mm. So, Jumia started um, being investigated in 2021. Hmm. 2021. Yeah, September 2021. That's like three Almost years ago. Two, three two, years, two years, ago. years ago, yeah. And since then, they've been investigating and investigating and investigating. Now, they've made a ruling that the company would be able to I just feel like Take the investigation was, was inspired by lots of complaints. Yeah, 2021 like too many. was it's coming up. 2020, you know, the Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were using the um, e-commerce platform. Exactly. So the complaints became so much. So Commerza could not, uh, uh, what's happening here? <laughs> so now Jumia must clearly indicate where the primary seller and where it is a third party like um, address so you must provide that must also provide a sale agreement for buyers to review before buying the goods mm. they must also ensure that the right the customers have rights to sue jumia when the contact of the third party seller cannot be reached Wait, you said something before yeah that before the customer has a, something about jumia sale agreement yes Yes. I just feel like in that sales agreement, Jimmy is going to put there that we are not liable oh <laughs> for well. any bad product. Oh well. Because that's what that's what they usually put in terms of conditions anyway. And people <laughs> are not going to read it. It's not when they get the bad product before they now realize that you actually signed it. But now they said that customers would reserve a right to actually sue Jumia. For the seller's for information. Yeah, if it's not and they can't reach the third party. They can't okay. actually sue Jumia okay. now. Okay. So that's also one of the one of the rules. So it is Jumia duty to ensure that the seller and the buyer must meet each other and and, and, mm. and sort themselves like, out. Gigi. Yeah, maybe not meet physically, but something like that. All right. Uh, going on back to Africa again. Okay, eight point seven percent of African users experienced phishing attacks in twenty twenty two. So if you're not uh, conversant with phishing attack, phishing attack is you know, a mode of fraud, like scamming and all of that on the internet. And 8.7% of African users, both corporate and individual, experienced at least one phishing attack in 2022. This was made known by Kaspersky, all right? And it says that in 2022, internet um, fraud and all of that increased by 24%. So you think 8.7% is a small number? It's actually high. It's, it's millions. It's very high. It's, I think it's in tens or hundreds of, of, mil- hundred of yeah. millions. It's, it's a whole lot. So 8.7%, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is that a small number? Guys should keep safe out there. And according to the reports, scam activity was very high in countries, in countries like Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, mm. Kenya, and Egypt. Nigeria and you know in South Africa the share of users affected was 9.7 Kenya was 8.4 Nigeria was 7% and that's a lot that's a whole lot if you guys must know please keep safe on the internet 
be ensure that your data and everything is safe if you want to know how to keep safe listen to one of our past episodes where we talked yeah. to um rocker dote cyber security yes, 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 expert yes. on privacy and all of that you should you check see why out. we say we should you should binge listen yeah you, you definitely <laughs> have to all right last one for today twitter rolls out updated zero tolerance policy mm. on violent speech Amen. so it's been back and forth for a long time all social media platforms you know what is violent he... speech where do you draw the line yeah. and all of that but twitter has now come out to unveil a new policy that is zero tolerance is giving autocratic just bring back the conversation about content moderation i think um elon musk um sacked almost i think about 90 almost the, the members of the whole team for yeah, content, content moderation. moderation so people are like okay this ah, guy doesn't want to moderate to content it, yeah. just wants everybody okay free speech. this is the idea of free, free speech where everybody can say what they like yeah and you know, when they like and it's interesting because elon musk has always been big on free speech and but as free as he wants you to speak mm. he also doesn't want you to to be violent zero tolerance, zero tolerance. guys so any uh tweet that encourages war crimes genocide crimes against humanity as well as you know disguised content you know mm. content that is not openly negative but a few people can understand mm. it has zero tolerance so it would kick out this the uh, tweets and most likely kick out the person as well all right so users would also be able to um, express hopes that other may suffer, suffer deaths, illness, tragic incidents, or physically harmful consequences. So all of those tweets where people threaten others would not be accepted on Twitter anymore. So if you do this, which you shouldn't if you listen to TechBytes, but if you do this, please don't do it anymore. <laughs> Repent. <laughs> Alright, that brings us to the end of Around the World of Tech. Thank then. you, Dami. Thank you so much. Um, I'm sure you heard all of that. Um, now we're going to the conversation of the day. Are you excited? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, it's an open mic, as we said, and it's about Beavers, IREV, and um, the election, yeah. mostly on um, IREV, you know, electronic transmission of the results. And when we talk about that, the first word we're going to use is disillusionment. That's our first word. Mm. Because... <laughs> A lot of people, a lot of people were excited when the Electoral Act was, was passed, was passed, Electoral Act 2022, as amended, as they usually say. Uh, <laughs> but, and, you know, IREV, there were provisions for Beavers, there were provisions for I, um, IREV, electronic transmission. But on Saturday, the last Saturday, February 25th, when the presidential election and the um, National Assembly elections were held, everybody. people came out of it with um, shock. He <laughs> shocked you. <laughs> Shocked, they were shocked at what? So, um, yeah. So, um, events from Saturday bet two sides, you know, considering what happened with IREV and mm-hmm. um, um, the announcement of the results. The pro INEC um, camp and the anti Yakubu Mahmoud camp. Of course, this is from the widespread is belief that. Really pro INEC? Hmm, yeah, yeah, pro INEC people. If you use Twitter a lot, you see that people yeah actually i saw some people that even did a protest supporting exactly and you may not even really you might say they're apc guys but you know so you can't be so sure um well the two camps uh were birthed from a widespread belief that um, ira was not used as expected and um, yet the manual collision and announcement went on as usual Mm. in case you are lost on the topic IREV 
is the INEC Results Viewing Portal. It's a web portal dedicated to the public to view polling units, polling units results, that's the grassroots, as soon as they are finished on election day. Um, a civil society um, organization like Yaga says INEC disregarded its regulations and guidelines by delaying the upload of the presidential and national assembly elections. Wow. I read as uh, a quote from them. Undoubtedly, the delay in uploading the polling unit level results cast doubt on the credibility of the results management process resulting in public broken public trust in electoral technology. That's how um, Yaga That's said it. And that is where... Just to say that you guys fucked up. <laughs> and that is where our conversation begins. And we have two people. Um, we have um, Dennis Daala Mirila and Tomiwu Ujo. Who are experienced journalists um, with Technex? They work with Technex. Don't, don't don't worry. They're going to give you all the juice <laughs> that are going to. So stay with us. Um, so let's get into it. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Tomiwo. Hi, Omole. Hi, Dan. It's good to be here. Hi. Welcome to Tech Bytes. Of course, you are you are, <laughs> you are one of us. <laughs> but still, welcome. <laughs> Hi, Dennis. Is Dennis with us? Yes, I'm here. Hi, hi, hi. How are you doing? Okay, yeah. So the first question goes to two of you. I would like um, two of you to actually respond to this. Um, from your own understanding of IREV, you know, the IREV debacle and the Nigerian elections, I'm sure this is not your first election. Mm-hmm. What would you say went wrong last Saturday? Starting with Dennis. Starting with Dennis. Okay, okay, cool. I mean, I felt like Nigerians had it coming. There were many Nigerians who felt like um, the IRF portal and Beavers they were, going, they were going to malfunction, but they didn't think the kind of malfunction that was going to be that was going to happen was will be at this scale, will be on this level. I think that. There are just like simple, simple things that INEC could have gotten right in terms of making sure, actually testing to make sure that the, the internet coverage that they had on the machine were going to work, making sure that the portal itself was working. There are many people who had issues even registering for the um, IRF portal to be able to view the results in real time. So I just okay. felt like I. Neck did not bring their A game out at all. It almost seemed as if they had a very limited amount of time to prepare. I think the budget for the election was like seven trillion. I'm not quite sure now. But it, it was really abysmal the way I conducted it. It looked like they said like a week ago when they in fact had, had four years to prepare. So yeah. Um, okay, yeah, since like, we lost, yeah, yeah, the IRA was, was nonsense. <laughs> That's that was you're talking about. Yeah, we pay so much for internet and we're not even getting the value. <laughs> I couldn't even create an account, it took me a long while to create an account. Mine was easy, I don't know. So, when I started seeing um tweets about 
registration, people feel it, um, you know, inability for people to register. I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah I, could, I could barely create an account. Then when I eventually created an account and I logged in and I'm only seeing 200 and something poly units as at 10 p.m. No, so I mean, I left the tab open. Mainly, I. Mainly before the election, I left that tab open. That I'm going to monitor this thing to the very end. But after, from around 11 p.m. on Saturday, um, you know, I just left that. I just left that tab. Everybody like, just okay. moved to another What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, since Tomiwa is not around, Dennis, would you take this question? I'm, I'm, I'm right so, here. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> he says right here. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get the question? Yes, I got it, and I was waiting for Dennis to finish speaking before I give my own thoughts. So, for the whole IREV and Bivas thing, it was exactly the case of what I ordered versus what I got. <laughs> the giants are very high expectations for the Bivas and IREV thing, and everyone just thought that it would be like Bibi Nanjapo, where you would be seeing the number of votes coming in and everyone could mm-hmm. do their own calculations by themselves. But well, INEC could have done better, especially with the way they train their polling um, agents. Yeah. Because true. at some of the polling that I went to observe, I realized that some of the agents could not actually operate the Beavers machine. Like, wow. one guy had to move to another polling unit to ask the polling officer there how to actually operate the machine. And on Twitter, or on social media generally, you could see pictures of polling agents that uploaded their selfies instead of the results <laughs> and all those kind of things. This, this particular scenario is actually inspire confidence okay. in INEC. Plus, um, some months before the election, after they announced that they were going to use IREV and Divas, Rufai Usini went on RICE TV and he said that, I hope that when it's, time, when it's election day, we will not start hearing issues of the server is down, technicalities have, about, have come up and for one reason or the other, these things cannot happen. So, with every technological innovation, the execution is more important than the idea. And I feel like mm-hmm. INEC did not actually put all their efforts into ensuring that the execution was perfect. And because of that, that's caused a lot of drama, a lot of anger, a lot of Man. pain for Nigerians. We feel like elections are not credible, which is what IREV was supposed to actually, yeah. you know, the problem that IREV was supposed to solve. Transparency. So INEC could have done better yeah yeah mm. so yeah for, for the for the signing up thing um that's how we did uh, so we we did uh, an experimental series on load testing yeah so to understand what may have happened with the IRF, you can you know check out um, tech next on youtube and see, understand what load testing is you can check i think that was really happened so they tested it with states but they did not you test know, it for a nationwide yeah. coverage so that's why millions of people wanted to yeah they wanted to of course people wanted to this has to be free and fair <laughs> they were waiting for the first election that you know transparency transparency will actually be a that thing promised transparency. exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, all right but so, i sort of felt if i may just like interject a bit i sort of felt like INEC could have still at least allowed the people that managed to register to be able to view the portal and still allow like new people to register. Because when I was trying, by the time I got to understand the whole IREF thing, I was trying to register late, uh, early Sunday, late Saturday. You could not even register because INEC had shut down registration. And so you're saying that there's like too many people on the server there are too many people on the website but at least they should have allowed the people who want who could register 
register that just shutting it down for like every new person who wanted to register that was a very suspicious you know part thing to have done on INX part in my opinion hmm. suspicious indeed <laughs> alright uh, tell me what this is for you so the electoral act uh, as amended in 2022 gives legal backing for the electronic transmission of results but the INEC chairman yeah. has the power to determine how the chairman it INEC itself. Okay, INEC itself. Well, I mean, it, yeah, INEC <laughs> itself has the power to determine how the results would eventually be transmitted. Yeah. So there are options, but the INEC has to pick one. Yeah. And when we go further, all right, uh, it says section 64.45 says the collating officers and the returning officers are to use the number of accredited voters and votes recorded and transmitted directly from the polling units to the collation center to collate and announce results. So, this was not done. Of course not. Yeah, we can all agree it wasn't done. But So, do you think the announcement of the APC presidential candidates as a presidential President-elect, yeah. uh, Swajibola Ahmed Sinobu, goes contrary to this act and this test that have been done. Okay, so listening to what you just read and considering the statements that the INEC chairman made when these um, allegations or when these accusations were made against him, I think the exact word that you used was the accredited votes and votes recorded, transmitted, Right, it does not necessarily say electric electronically transmitted using IREV because the NHM was explaining that due to the technicalities that do not make IREV work properly, they still got the votes recorded via paper. Like this was why the recording officer and the collation officers had to either go to their state collation center or talk to the um, collation center in Abuja, and that it is annex prerogative sort of to determine how they would announce the results because according to the INEC officials the votes recorded on IREV and the votes actually used recorded on paper that equals the same thing like it's the same thing and I don't think it nullifies the announcement of the president-elect. Experience the test. Okay, let's move. I think. Um, but then, is you want to take that? Like, do you think it fails the transparency test? You know, going on to announce the result. Going on to announce the result without it being on IREV, despite the chairman saying yeah. all results be on IREV. And kept, you know, he kept saying it over and over and over. Obviously, he did not. Many um, international organizations, observe independent observers that came to watch the election. I've all said that it, this is this election is neither fair neither nor fair. They've all said that you know just the mere fact that not all the results were even transmitted on the portal already underscores just how just the problems that that went on like with these elections already, coupled with the fact that in some places there were people did not even vote at all because of violence and other activities that happen so of course not INEC chairman 
failed woefully based on the evidence that we have to create an election that was transparent to to you know the majority of Nigerians. So I so I listened hmm. to the uh, at the National Election Center the announcement of results from the beginning to the end. I was there. <laughs> if if Nepal decides to do their own, you continue. I'll continue my lab on YouTube yeah. YouTube live. And I saw, I, I was hearing um, cancelled votes. They were in tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? So if you gather all these votes together, possibly up to 1 million, if not close to 2 million. So I'm wondering, with all the money that INEC collected, billions of Naira, what happened to it? What happened to it? But that's not our next question anyway. <laughs> okay. We are still going on. Um, <laughs> we are, Sorry. I want to ask Dennis a question based on the last thing he said. Are you saying that INEC should not have announced the results of the election because all the votes are not being operated on IREV? Because as at this morning, some updates are still being made. I think about 140,000 out of the 176,000 polling units have now been updated. But according to INEC, since they already had the results on paper and they didn't want to continue to delay the announcement of the winner of the elections. That was why they concluded it as soon as they put it on paper. Are you saying they shouldn't have announced until all Nigerians could have accessed it on IREV? Oh, what I'm saying is the election was just not transparent. The election was just not transparent, honestly. And the, you, you say that um, subject being uploaded, but then when you even like check those votes that have been located they are going to see like tipex they're like there's like tipex on it there's one where they've gone to like a new result on top of like the result that was that was there before mm-hmm. like there are all of those things that have even been uploaded when you check for Syria, you might see kano a kano result that was uploaded there that's like an instance um, like people have said that that is what they've seen so uh, honestly there's just is no transparency i felt there's not there's just no transparency i felt like if INEC was really looking to create a free and fair election then you shouldn't ha- you shouldn't have just called and said you know this is the person who won and then very quickly you give the person the certificates at least you should have still taken a bit more time to investigate some of the claims that are being that have been raised okay so dennis i'll come to that come thing that, to that, 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 that last thing you said but to tommy Wu, i just feel like irev was like a transparency test it was okay they are calling the results in abuja or at ward and local government and state level and people are see they are you know comparing they are seeing it on irev and they're hearing numbers so yeah. six thousand for social party they are, they are hearing it's six thousand and they're not hearing 42,000, you know. It was like just a transparency test. I, I, were they going to do this? That was that was many people asked. But a lot of people believed that they were going to do, do it. it. So it actually failed the test. It's not, it's, not, it's not a case of whether INEC should have... I don't think it's a case of whether INEC should have continued. It was just, just a transparency test. Can we, can we be part of the process from the beginning to the end? You know, calling up the numbers, we are seeing what's happening on IREV. And we are seeing what's happening, and that did not happen. Yeah, so that's, that's the argument of many people. That's the argument of many people. Now let's go to the next one. So out of one seventy six thousand over one seventy six, we still have 
about 156. Uploaded. After INEC promised us that as elections have um, no, are no. concluded, you know, in every polling unit, they'll be uploaded. As you said, we are seeing pictures. Um, <laughs> uh, this Mr. Macaroni said he stayed until the results were uploaded and he checked, I think, the following day and, and it disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> so we are left with about 12,000 yet uploaded. We don't know whether they will still be uploaded. But in a, statement, in a statement, the INA Commissioner on Information and Voter Education, First Okoye, said the problem is totally due to technical glitches related to scaling up of the IREV from a platform for managing off-season state elections to one for managing of nationwide general elections. Is this an indication? I'm throwing this question to the two of you now. Is this an indication that INEC is not ready to use IREV for general elections? Then it's going to start. Honestly, I don't even know what to say. I, I don't know what INEC's plans are. All I know is that by law, INEC is supposed to upload the results on this digital platform. Whether or not INEC is ready, that's entirely up to INEC. INEC just doesn't seem like it recognizes that, that it's part of the digital world. Does generally speaking. And I think like that is where the problem is. It, it has gotten so used to the analog system. It has gotten so, so used to a corrupt system. And now that we are living in a digital world, INEC finds itself struggling to catch up. But it has refused, it seems, to let go of the baggage of the analog system for a more digitalized existence in, in Nigeria. And, that, and you know, that's something that INEC is going to answer. And INEC is going to... You know, solve itself, in my opinion. Tomiwo. Well, in my own opinion, INEC is not ready because <laughs> I feel like, as much as they had technicality issues and all, there are already similar systems across the world that have that can allow plenty of people to be on the website at the same time without viewing results or uploading results and things like that. I mean, other countries like the US have similar systems in place and INEC could have either paid the right money or employed the right people to oversee these things because on paper, when they were um, bringing out the suggestions of IREV and BIVAS and what these things were supposed to achieve, it sounded very good. In fact, for the Nigerian system, it sounded a little bit too good to be true. And a lot of Nigerians, maybe myself included, had very low expectations of it. and did not disappoint us with expecting a little but i feel like this is a step in the right direction even if the execution was poor i like to think that INEC must have learned from the mistakes of this election and that going forward they would apply those lessons and ensure that things are more transparent and more effective in the future mm-hmm. INEC have learned mm-hmm. we hope so we, we hope <laughs> we hope so beyond the irev platform itself or the portal itself that had you know lots of technical issues lots of people on it and it wasn't able to maintain the load and all of that there were also lots of human error involved you know people you people intervened at different points before the results get to IREF portal and in the during that um, election voting period to the IREF portal Lots of things went wrong from people. I mean, like you said, 
that they even understand the beavers to to verify or accredit um, voters to upload and all of that they didn't understand that was like a f- first issue then you talk about poor internet connection there were lots of complaints about server error internet network issues and lots of people had to upload offline right like lots of people had to say their polling units presiding officer uploaded offline and all of that so it probably was an internet issue maybe it was a server issue but there was that as well then there was your pressure you could see from videos and pictures online there were so many PUs that people were shouting on the <laughs> on the POs and I'm everything like guys what's up so maybe the pressure the anxiety of all of that was there and maybe that was like somebody would make a mistake to take a selfie to upload on yeah. IREV instead of the the results itself so all of this uh were some of the issues beyond the irf portal so since this is known now do you think INEC should invest in removing some of this uh human intervention along the way to make it fully digital so that we have a seamless uh, movement of results from the thumbprint to the online portals or do you think it has to do with maybe like trainings and all of that? Extensive trainings. <laughs> so for this election, I would like to know the kind of training that the INEC officials, the guy that were actually operational at the polling unit, I'd like to know the kind of training that they got. Because I'm just speculating mm-hmm. here. I like to think that the old cash scarcity, the old economic problems that Nigeria already faced might have inhibited INEC in some ways ahead of this election but if they cannot get irev right right now i'm not very confident in the ability to go beyond this beyond beyond irev <laughs> like move every human intervention <laughs> exactly beyond irev so eventually that is the future that is where we hope to get to i know that i think one african country has already done a digital election and some countries like australia canada they've done that but even all across the world, a lot of other countries are still very skeptical about going fully digital for elections. And in a country like Nigeria, where from 1999 or maybe even a hundred years ago, when we had our first election, we've always had a problem with the credibility of it. So by the time it goes completely digital, how would you convince the uneducated person in a village in Nigeria to fully trust a system that they don't completely understand? So there's still a lot of work to be done. I can only hope that INEC and Nigeria as a whole have learned from this experience. But of course, going through the digital would be the best. But I just I don't see it happening anytime soon. <laughs> Continue on that point. Do you think that blockchain technology would have been a perfect alternative? You know, would have prevented all, all of, of this, this issue. All of these issues, especially in terms of transparency. Yeah. Well, on paper, yes. I mean, a lot of blockchain enthusiasts have projected or said that we should consider running our elections in the blockchain system. But according to one of the articles that Technex published this week, we interviewed Loki and he said that it's not even a matter of using the process. It's a matter of following the electoral process. Like you guys said, and then he said, like, INEC itself not stay true to their word of uploading the result as soon as voting was concluded so the major problem is getting the electoral process right so 
while on, I'm sure that blockchain experts can tell us how exactly the mechanics of using the system to work, to vote would work. And again, so far on paper, it has sounded very good. But if you still have these little fundamental problems of vote buying, using violence to put pressure on, police, on voters or on POs or any other INEC official. So at the end of the day, we might just invest a lot of money in using blockchain technology, but then we still will not get the results that we want. And even then, we still have that problem of communicating to the uneducated people, people that are not even, there are a lot of educated people that don't even understand blockchain technology properly, like anything blockchain, crypto, a lot of digitally savvy people are still skeptical about it. Then Adina communicates that to a villager that cannot even write the letter O with the bottom of a bottle. So a lot of work still needs to be done. Hopefully in the future, and I'm still thinking maybe 20, 50, 100 years, if we continue to go at this pace, maybe we'll get there, but it just feels like we need to get the basics of democracy right. In terms of conducting a proper election, we need to get that right first before we can now talk about using technology to enhance the process. Mm, nice okay this next question goes to you dennis um so irev has come it's not going anywhere at least not for the foreseeable future it will still be used for the gubernatorial and house of assembly state house of assembly elections next week march 11. irev is not going anywhere no it's not INEC is still going to <laughs> INEC is still going to use IREV, you know, as a portal to upload results and all of that. We can see the issues with that from this presidential elections. We can say yes, possibly um, the state nationwide uh, thing cost the whole technical and what have you issues. But you're talking about 28 states or thereabout who would also be doing gubernatorial elections. That's still a whole lot of yeah. number. What do you think people should do, right? What do you think citizens can do to ensure election integrity, to ensure that their votes count? Because many people have been saying that their votes did not count from this presidential election. So what do you think Nigerians can do since it's been stated that INEC is a problem itself and they are not ready to resolve it. What do you think Nigerians can do to ensure that despite IREV, their elections and their votes will still count? I think INEC has done it all that Nigerians can do is you know continue to observe the election, continue to like take pictures, take videos make sure they snap um, the result of the election in their own polling polling units. INEC has done its worst, and I say that because there's like a huge part of Nigeria that have been disenfranchised already. We had, based on INEC, 90-something 90 90 something million registered voters, but only 25, under 25 million people voted during the presidential election. What that shows is obvious. There's a huge level of disenfranchisement that must have occurred. I, my, I myself went to INEC office and I, I was denied my PVC, even though I have registered. I'm one of the 90-something million registered voters. My name was on my polling unit and things like that. I could not vote because INEC refused give you my my voters card and you can imagine the many nigerians that also experience 
very similar issues. The ones who did not even have the time to go and collect their PVC, INEC did not do any deliveries. So I think INEC has done the, has disenfranchised people already. What people can do is make sure they go there, make sure their vote counts for those that can vote, make sure they snap and they record things that are happening and you know they just participate in the electoral process however they can. So tell me, continue from what Dennis said. We know that a lot of people are now okay. We are not doing. It's it's obvious that INEC people are saying that it's obvious that INEC is doesn't want to do free and fair elections, but we still have the state election, which is quite important. We need yeah. to we need to elect our governors and the um, state assembly because that's where we are. <laughs> we are not on the federal level. We are in one state at a time. Continue from what Dennis said. Same question. What do you think people should do to ensure that election integrity? It's not kept. sacrificed because people don't trust INEC. Um, so I agree with Dennis. So I believe that um, this time around, come March 11, everybody should get to their polling units early. Of course, social media is such a very powerful tool now. So you can start talking about how INEC officials have not arrived at 10 a.m. or at 11 a.m. or how INEC officials are ready to leave by 5 p.m. or how you, even if you take a picture of the um, result from your polling unit and then if they cannot upload it, all those problems, you can actually put it out there and let the, the observers know, let everybody know about what is actually going on in your own country. Because like INEC and the president-elect has said that anybody that is actually unhappy with the election result or the electoral process can go to court and submit evidence. And I know that most of the evidence that this on happy people would be bringing up would be news and information that they got from social media yes it might be a very very long process but i believe that it is the people it is the power of the people that actually uphold the integrity of these elections mm. so all of us should just ensure that we because so we know what we are supposed to do in terms of we also know what to expect from the INEC officials and i think that we can continue to just checkmate them at every step of the way and call them out and encourage them hopefully not harass anybody but just encourage them and ensure that these things are done properly mm. Mm. Great. so we're talking about the courts and there's supposed to be a review period after the um, announcement, announcement. Uh, we don't know if, we know if that's even happening and um, mm. I mean the it, certificate of return has been given after the announcement that he would you know he'll be open to listen to people during that review period well since everybody's talking about the courts the courts it seems that review period is not going to happen. So we're going to wait until the court um, before we know what's really happening. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> and this could be months. It could be a year. It could be months. It could be months. Three years. It will be in Anambra. Right. Um, anyway, thank you, Dennis and uh, Tommy Wu, for um, talking to us um, about um, IREV and the elections. If you missed this, uh, you can just you know go from to the beginning and uh, listen to it um, again no, no. so um um then it's just tell us um so that this conversation continues on social media tell us your twitter handle or whichever social media platform you use um, every time yeah you can shoot at me at that you can shoot at me at that dennis d-a-l-a-d-n-n-i-s on twitter okay thank you to me Seven Omi Wolves, Tommy Wolves, but it's seven instead of a T. Okay. <laughs> yeah, mine is Zach Down 07. 
What is that voice? Hug down seven. My voice. <laughs> what is that? Tommy was seven. Hug down seven. <laughs> oh, seven is a perfect I number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have seven in my own. My own is Lord Ricky. Lord underscore Ricky R I C K I E. Um, thank you to everyone again. For do you have something else to say? Dan? Nah, I'm good. Just thank follow for listening and to Dennis again and um, Tommy for joining us. The conversation continues, especially as mm-hmm. election um, there's another election coming up next week, eleventh um of March 2023 is this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's not next year. That's what we elect our governors and them um, state assembly members. Okay. I thought I, thought I heard something. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> All right. Uh, see, we meet again next week. Um, bye. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.